Why are so many so angry? How to be resilient and compassionate in a society that is anxious and weary. An encouraging word for a discouraged world on episode number four of To Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Tremble. That my humanity is tied up with your humanity. I can only be human uh, if I recognize that you too are human, I'm, that you too are human and worthy of my respect and my love. You are welcome to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Tremble. Bishop Tremble is on a mission to encourage you with the love of Jesus Christ so you can rise to your highest potential. On To Be Encouraged, Bishop Tremble speaks to a discouraged world with a good word on the pandemic, racism, the environment, human sexuality, and the state of the church, with a focus on centering your life on the love of Jesus Christ. Has there ever been a more needed time for an encouraging word to our world? This is your time to rise to your greatest potential and to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Tremble. Our society has had a lot of things to beat us up the last couple of years, and uh, be it the pandemic, our racial issues, economics, all kinds of things. But we're going to talk about that here today on Be Encouraged with Bishop Tremble. Bishop? Thank you, Brad. It's good to be with you. It's good to be able to connect with so many people across uh, the U.S. and across the globe through the podcast. Uh, we pray that people are, are breathing, inhaling, and exhaling, and knowing that uh, they are blessed by God. Indeed, they are. We're going to continue that emphasis here today as we talk about uh, the a word of encouragement for what's going on in our world, our society. And uh, there's a lot of things happening in the world, especially the last couple of years, isn't there? Let's just now, what are some of the things that you think are just really just bearing down and putting pressure on people these days that are in our world? Just give me, give me your take on that. I think there's a sense of weariness. Uh, it's 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 kind of like if you've got a a, a sore toe, uh, and it bothers you on one day, but then you look up and you say, it seems like this toe uh, or this this pain has been with me for weeks on weeks or years on years. And that's exactly what I think our society is experiencing, Brad. It's a sense of weariness. It's from the pandemic, a global pandemic that's, that's taken millions of people, uh, 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 over 700 and something thousand people, uh, maybe 800,000 nearly now in the United States. Lives have been lost to this global pandemic. The e- economy has been, uh, we've been experiencing uh, inflationary pressures, uh, which adversely affects people who who are barely making it as it is. So there's a lot of weariness in our society. Now, I read an article, Brad, I'd be interesting to hear you comment on this uh, a couple of weeks ago about entitled, Why Are We So Angry? Mm. Uh, there are all of these incidents uh, being documented of people being angry on airplanes or in, in grocery stores and encountering people 
Uh, some of it's about, you know, mandatory mask wearing or voluntary mask wearing or, or vaccinations or disrupting disruption of our own social mobility or gatherings that we were used to having with friends and family. So there's a sense of weariness and there's, there's a, I call an undercurrent of, undercurrent of anger that we really need to find um, an alternative to. Indeed, there is a lot of anger in our world right, ne- right now, and it gets expressed in all kinds of ways, many of them unhealthy. And I, that's my personal take on it. I think uh, a lot of it comes from uh, the fear of the other and the, the, Absolutely. the, uh, the uh, that which has led many people to silo or to become mm-hmm. going to their tribes, as it were. And, and therefore, you don't have as much connection with other folks, you know, and if you don't have connection with other folks, then you, you, you live in your own bubble. And if anything kind of threatens your bubble, then you lash out and people are lashing out in extremely unhealthy ways. And we live in a world right now with lots of ticked off people who are sometimes the other people who they're ticked off at don't get it. Don't understand why mm-hmm. they are because it's such a disconnect. And it seems to me some of the solutions that's going to be have to find ways to get people together in something of a neutral space and maybe the church, maybe some words we can speak today can be encouraging word to find some common space. Does that respond to your question at all, my friend? Yeah, I think so. I think there, there's a need for people to find some commonalities. Part of that is I think if we realize in the words of Bishop, the late, the late Bishop Arch, Archbishop Desmond Tutu, that my humanity is tied up with your humanity. Mm. I can only be human uh, if I recognize that you too are human. I'm, I'm paraphrasing that you too are human and worthy of my respect uh, and my love. So until we can really uh, see each other from the standpoint of equals and, and, and as opposed to like tribal enemies, then we're going to consistently have, have problems. Yeah, I want to say that, yeah, I think we, we need to embrace some skills of, of respectful resilience while we're, while we're individually trying to kind of hold on and make it through, you know, maybe to the other side of whatever a new normal might be. Yes. That during that journey, we need to respect, be, demonstrate respectful resilience so that we recognize it. That other person, whoever that other person is, she or he, They've also got a journey that they are on. And I never know exactly what someone else is going through. I know, you know, if I'm praying for one of my family members or I know that I'm working with someone I just heard just uh, tested positive for COVID or or people I know that are that are are just struggling, who are hungry for for uh, attention and hungry to be heard and to be seen. That should give me great pause. Help me, oh God, help me, oh God, to demonstrate some compassion in a world and society that often seems so, that seems to lack compassion. When you think about all of the violence uh, that's, that's happening uh, in recent, recent weeks, gun violence, uh, the loss of lives of police officers and innocent children, it's devastating. This situation, the reality of our world, uh, we as Christians and as the church are called to speak into that. In our United Methodist Church, for instance, we have the social principles, and certainly we have the Bible, uh, the words of Jesus. So let's go there for just a minute. What are perhaps some, uh, or the teachings of Wesley, another place we can go? 
Uh, what are some biblical passages or biblical directions we can use to speak into society? I think of the I think of the words of Jesus and the experience that the the experience we are having right now. Some would say multiple pandemics, the the long standing global pandemic. But some are some might even argue that this is a sign of the enemy. John ten ten says that the thief comes only to do what? To steal, steal and to kill. kill. Yeah, and we've been experiencing that. Stolen away our capacity to have community and worship. We we, we see killing of innocent people and destruction. The, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus says, wait a minute, I've come something, I've come for a totally different reason. And this is the reason we should be embodying in our society. I have come that they, and I would say you and everyone, might have life. And, and Brad, you know, you don't know the different translations and the, the language translation. And so, but some say, you know, that you might have life to its fullest, yes. that you might have life abundantly. You might have life without destruction and disruption and discouragement. I'm, I'm adding on to the text, sure, I get you. but I think that's, I think that's appropriate translation. I think a part of what we're talking about here is, and which goes back to our earlier conversation by white people lash out in anger. I think there is just kind of a pandemic of its own right of people being just discontented or not fulfilled, uh, uh -huh. unfulfillment in their life. And I think we as Christians believe that fulfillment can come through our relationship with Jesus Christ. And mm -hmm. one of the places we lived at the Catholic Church speaks into that. One of my one of my favorite passages kind of re re regarding this conversation we're having now is Micah 6, 8. Uh, what is good and what does the Lord require of you? Yes. To act yes. justly, love mercy, and to walk humbly. The Micah mandate. Yeah, Micah mandate. I love that. And I think it says something about how we need to approach even differences, even ills of our world with humility. <laughs> still speak just, justice to it, but still be humble, knowing that we need to be humble to ourselves. So what do you think the church has to do here, uh, Bishop, to speak into the ills of our world? Brad, I think that text, uh, I, that's a text we ought to tarry with for a while. That Micah text, yes. we ought to just, we yes. ought to just hang in there for a moment or two. I think when you think about it, every religious faith, every expression of religion probably could, probably expresses that. What does it say? Do justice or do justly. Love mercy. Walk humbly with God. Uh, you know how does that how does that make me an, an enemy of, of 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 a Muslim? How does that make anyone not understand that anti-Semitism and violence against Asians or Jews or immigrants is not out of line with with God's mandate? The the writer Paul says in Philippians, if there's encouragement in Christ, consolation from love sharing of the spirit and any compassion of sympathy, make my joy complete. Be of the same mind as an appeal. Be of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Listen to this, friends. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, regard others as better than yourselves. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You're trying to tell me that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes, that's what it says. Go, go, go. Preach. <laughs> yeah, we got to do, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility regard others as better than yourselves. That's not putting yourself down. 
that's basically saying I need to pause long enough to honor someone else's story, Brad. Yeah. We don't we don't we don't listen long enough to honor someone else's story. It seems to me that if that's something the church could do better is listen better in terms of how then we can react to the needs of, of the world. Sounds a bit Westland too, doesn't it, my friend? A little bit it Westland does. And, you know, that's right. Hell. That's 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 Wesley all all of Philipp, from Philippi. Let us let us not look to your own interests, but to the interests of others. I love uh, how out of it. I'm not sure Wesley got it from, but he was certainly a student of Scripture. We in our United Methodist tradition are students of the of the pastor John Wesley from England, who came to America. But he said, or one of his teachings was basically, "Do no harm and to do good." And to stay in love with God. We simplify what he said a little bit about that. But that's not a bad way to approach society. Do you not think, my friend? Absolutely. I think if we started off with the do no harm thing, when, when someone has done ticked us off and we feel we have a we have a grudge, is the first thing we have to do to 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 grab a weapon or to, to do something to bring bodily harm, our first response, human response to anything is is not to do harm. I'm praying for the, the 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 global situation in 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 Ukraine. Yes. Uh, and and you know all of these things that that when we're on the on the on the cusp of launching military military uh, wars and so forth conflicts, we we ought to pause and say, wait, well, how can we first of all do no harm? And we need to pray for global leaders and those who have the this who have the the power to make decisions that literally will change the lives of other people, innocent men, women, and children. Yes. And uh, Christians should be on the forefront of not only praying for peace, loudly advocating uh, for peace globally. And locally as well. And whatever circumstances happen in their, in their community, their local church, because there's abusive situations and harm being happened all over the place, racial issues or disharmony or crime or anything else that, that, are, that are, are there. Well, Bishop, let's leave it. Uh, let's come around and leave it at this. And really uh, what I want you, uh, what you're all about here, our podcast is Be Encouraged. And we've talked about some challenging and some discouraging things. What can you leave us with here today as an encouraging word about the situation in society and what's going on here? What's an encouraging word you could leave with us today? I, w- I would say to my friends out out in the world, uh, in your home, wherever you might be, the words of Proverbs really inspire me. Let's look forward. We're in a new year. And sometimes I'm tempted to, to when I'm driving, uh, Brad, to look too frequently in my rearview mirror which periodically is important if I'm backing up. Sure. But I really need to be looking out of that front window because I'm going forward. Our eyes be directed forward. Our gaze be straight before you. Keep straight the path of your feet. And all your ways, the proverb says, and all your ways will be sure. Proverbs 4, 25, 26. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. Lamentations. God's mercies never come to an end. So we can be encouraged. We can be encouraged. God's mercies never come to an end. And I think we ought to, at some point, remember, sometimes we ought to just sit still and be quiet. The psalmist says, be still. Sometimes I I talk too much, Brad. 
The psalmist says, be still and know that I am God. Well, and I think we can we can uh, do that as well. And there certainly are times of spiritual reflection, but uh, we need to take time to be uh, men and women who are actively encouraging of others. And we thank you for your word of encouragement here today on the on the Be Encouraged podcast with Bishop Julius Trimble. How about closing us with a prayer, my friend? Absolutely. Gracious, loving God, as we rejoice in hope. You remind us to be patient in suffering and to persevere in prayer. So we pray, O oh God, for all who seek you, those who do not yet know you, those who hunger to feel the love and grace and mercy of God in their lives. O oh God, we pray for those who are here and experience this podcast. We want, O oh God, them to know that they have a friend and they have an encourager as we pray for them. Oh, oh, Lord, we know that uh, tomorrow you have that already covered and we need not worry about tomorrow. But today, oh God, we pray that someone would know that they are loved by Jesus Christ and someone would say, yes, Jesus, come to me, to my heart, to my home. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Consider yourself encouraged and appreciated for listening to Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. Now, please share the blessing and encourage others in your life to listen to Be Encouraged. You can do just that by pointing your people to the website tobeencouraged.com. That's T-O-B-E. E-N-C-O-U-R-A-G-E-D dot com or connect through Apple Podcast where you can follow, rate, and review To Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimple. When you do that, you're doing your part to bring a good word to a discouraged world. Remember to listen next week to Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble and never forget, God loves you and there's nothing you can do about it.